it's me, Sean Capri. I'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose and on our journey today. I think Minecraft has some ray tracing and there's not a whole lot going on in the news, but we got a lot of fun coming up for you on the Xbox Drive. Bob! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, I forgot you heard you heard me pause for a little bit just before the man on the moose because what mm-hmm. I wanted to call you was the weatherman on the moose. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Well, look at me in front of this impressive, you know, weather map that's going on behind me. Right you now. should do a weather map behind you with that green screen. You should absolutely actually- have it. I was actually thinking about it when you were doing the doing the intro, Sean. And mm-hmm. now that you said it, I feel like I need to go do this. The you know? weatherman on the moose. That uh, would be absolutely incredible. Of course, if I actually do this, no one will actually notice that there was anything else behind me besides, you know, the weather map. Yeah. No, if we're yeah. going to if this is going to be a thing and, and, you know, sometimes we, we just we identify stuff and we're just going to go into it hard. Um, what I think we should do, in addition to people ha- like sending in their questions for the carpool, is maybe just tell us where you live and we'll t- Ryan will deliver the, the weather update for <laughs> various cities and towns across the world, man. That would be, that'd be really fun. God, that's just so much research that I have to put into that every single week, Sean. I don't just keep adding it to your, your weather app. I think that'd be great, man. <sighs> Anyways, it's happening. probably clean the garage. Leave a, a comment bit, so. below if you want it on the show. <laughs> So, folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, you can subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're all places find podcasts, so check us out there. Don't just, you know, listen to, you know, hit that subscribe button. It helps the show grow. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, like Sean said, about, you know, the weather. Um, also, like the video, subscribe to our channel. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ring that bell for some notifications as well. And then last but not least, if you want early access to this and all of our shows, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And of course, throw a little tip in the old tip jar, just like Nagachaka, our newest patron did. So welcome. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club. Nagachaka, thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. And then actually, I lied. One more thing, Sean, because it's about that time. Yumi Capri Day is officially happening. That's right. April 15th. 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com slash Pre. Basically, we did this last year where we're going to have a whole day of announcements and live streams. And we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about, Sean. But also, we're going to have like live podcasts. We're going to play some games with the community. It's going to be a really fun day. So nice. come hang out with us on April 15th uh, at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. And we're going to have a good day. We're going to talk about things and stuff. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I totally forgot to bring that up on the Nintendo Drive yesterday. And, um, yeah, turns out hosting is harder than it looks. Probably. You guys do a good I job. I blame Justin Masson, though, because you were just, you know, immersed by his good looks, Sean. That you just he really is. He's just like a that. fine wine getting better and better, man. It was a good time. <laughs> it, it was interesting because, like, right before we recorded the Nintendo Drive, it's like there wasn't anything happening. We were about to talk about uh, Pokemon T-shirt subscriptions that Amazon was launching. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Zelda gets delayed. So we had plenty to talk about there, which was which was funny. But, yeah, I, I did get a little like, what am I supposed to do next? I don't know, man. I let Ryan and Cato drive the ship here and probably yeah. for good reason. Probably for good reason. Could be anything. I'm well, too anyways, distracted. Let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist. And uh, 
Sean, you're shaking your head. You didn't play Kirby. Not on Xbox. I'm playing Kirby right now. Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I'm kind of over there right now. I want to, you know, I was talking about last week about um, either Shredders or Tunic. And it's like, I think I'm just going to skip on past Shredders, which sucks because it's just a matter of time. I I don't want to look at the reviews and go like, well, I guess I'm just skipping that. But I guess that is kind of what I'm doing. I, I would like to try it on my own. But I feel like, did you, did you play that? And, and did you tell me that it wasn't very good? I feel like maybe I've heard no, that from, I haven't play, had a chance to, to play it yet. Cause I'm in the same boat as you where I just didn't get to play anything. Cause you know, the move you're moving. Fact, I, I just, I just moved in to my new place yesterday. So um, that's kind of why the background's kind of the way it is right now. And mm-hmm. uh, it'll, it'll get all get spruced up over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, um, today anyways, we're, we're going with the generic weather to background, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but otherwise, you know, that's kind of what I've been doing. I haven't really been playing anything cause I've been getting ready to move, but yeah. you know, I'm excited to get into get some games this weekend, John, and then uh, should be able to talk about some stuff on the show next week. I actually have to give a shout out uh, to a member of our community trucker sloth oh uh, the man the myth of legend because i had mentioned on the show last week that i actually hadn't had game pass for a while oh yeah and he ended up actually sending me a housewarming gift which was a, a code for a month of game pass son of a gun that's very nice what a sweetheart, sweetheart. holy cow exactly. I, I totally appreciated that. So, so huge thank you again to trucker sloth for being awesome yeah um and now you can't uh, let it go to t- waste I will totally be playing some uh, Game Pass games. I've been waiting to redeem it until yeah. basically I get settled in. So th- that that should be by the time the weekend rolls around. So yeah. I'm excited to play some games. I, I do want to play Shredders. That's on my list uh, to check out this weekend as maybe Tunic, but probably not because, I mean, that was a game that I did that I wasn't wowed by by the demo. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to really jump into it, but Shredders for sure. And then some other stuff um, that, that have been kind of in the, on the back burner because my backlog is getting real long, Sean. I what about, well, and I, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, but what about, what about Halo? Where are you at with the TV show? Like, are you just because I of the move? I know you haven't, but like, is it because the, of the move? Like, do you not have interest in it? Like, or is, is that something that's on deck for you? Yeah, Cause like, I, I want to get to I haven't had like a solid hour to carve out for like the first yeah, episode yet. So yeah. but I, I do want to watch it. So maybe even this weekend, it's also kind of annoying too. And I mentioned this uh, when we were, we were do, uh, playing some games over the weekend, Sean, because we were playing some Mario Kart. I That's think. right. Um, and that is in Canada, we don't have a Paramount plus app on anything besides tablets or phones or, you know, certain, you know, media streaming devices on your TV, which I just don't have at this point. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if I really want to watch it. Is shipping tablet. you a Chromecast right now. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> I know, but okay. uh, I'm, I'm I, I mean, I'm hoping one day, you know, the Xbox app because because there is a Paramount Plus app for Xbox, but it's only available in the States. It's not available in Canada. For some That's reason. wild. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. So yeah. I hope they turn that on at some point. Otherwise, I'm going to be watching this on my tablet and. Uh, yeah having a good time that way i just wish it was on something else like that my my hang-up isn't even just like the sitting down to watch it it's the i have to set up paramount plus i don't have it Mm. yet and of course i like i wonder where like where the deal even comes in on that like who's benefiting from who is is paramount plus paying to have halo on there i guess they would i guess that's probably how that would yeah how that would work yeah they were the the highest bidder because yeah now i have to go set up a paramount plus account that's obviously a benefit to them i wasn't Mm. wasn't ever gonna do that and I got to I got to figure that out and I'll watch a couple episodes at the same time. Well, you know? the nice thing is, too, is that with Game Pass in particular, you also do get a 30 day trial of Paramount Plus. Right. As well, um, which what you could do basically is take the code from that and then wait till all the episodes are up. That might be um, smart because they're coming out a week at a time and then throwing your your 30 days and then just kind of binge watch them over those 30 days. Essentially. Do we know how many episodes are in this season? Like, I can't remember. No if idea. They, I don't yeah, think they've said so. Yeah. 
Or if I want I want to watch it. it, but yeah, I don't want to like I don't know that I would want to have another subscription like get that 30 days watch what four episodes or something and then have to yeah. i don't know i don't have to pay <laughs> like for a full subscription for one show because i'm mm. not even like that much into tv anyways but yeah maybe but you're I'll that discover, much into halo though sean yeah Probably. maybe i'll discover there's i don't know like what is paramount even is mission impossible paramount maybe i'll just watch it all is. the mission impossible all the mission movies. impossible movies are on there yeah look at us look yeah. at look at xbox x uh, tv movies movies sports tv connect <laughs> You the, are the, the dream has officially been realized, yeah. John. It's official. Yeah, we're there. Didn't yeah. even realize it. But anyways, let's slam the brakes on this conversation. It's time for some breaking news. And uh, yeah, you kind of alluded to in the intro, Sean. Kind of a slow news week in the world of Xbox this week. I mean, just all the games are coming out right now. So yeah. I think it, like across the board, across all the companies, unless you're Sony, there's no announcements really. Yeah. Um, but we got a few cool, interesting headbits this week. So first off, Microsoft has officially revealed that they have an Xbox Game Studios uh, publishing cloud division. And mm-hmm. this division is basically going to specialize in releasing cloud native products that yeah. may or may not actually come to outside the cloud. But for the most part, it sounds like it's just going to be cloud only stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, I mean, we've seen kind of Microsoft co in this direction of doing a lot more cloud stuff with with the Game Pass streaming. But now they're they, they might actually release some games that might even be just cloud only. Sean, Sean, what do you think about this move? I think it's interesting. It's definitely a hint into the future is kind of my thought. And just like a lot of things that Xbox does, it's nice that this doesn't seem to like other than the fact that it's our top story this week, like it doesn't really take away the spotlight from anything else. This can kind of exist. It's like a public facing thing that we know about, like um, a research and development kind of, kind of deal here. But it, as I mentioned, it kind of hints to the future in that, like, what if there is a day where we don't have to buy these big expensive boxes? Um, so maybe there's a benefit to the gamer. If there's actually a cloud experience that is is instantaneous that that mm. feels as if you have the box right then and there in your in your room uh, but they got to get there eventually so this is kind of the, those first steps towards that future you don't just go we should launch a streaming only thing and hope that that goes well google stadia like i i feel like they they just take a much more or this is this is their organic growth so they're going to invest in this um i i just think i don't know if they've really outlined in this announcement um what the benefits are of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what would the benefit, because all people, when people, unfortunately, when people think about cloud gaming and streaming, they just think like latency and they think it's not as good and there's there's nothing but the negativity. Um, but eventually the narrative is going to have to change on cloud gaming, that there is a benefit, that it's as good or, or better than what we're used to right now. And what exactly is that going to mean? I think about the ability to constantly upgrade that hardware over and over and over again in a way that we don't get with with console gaming right now where you're stuck mm-hmm. with the same box for eight years like you can you can constantly upgrade whatever's existing in the cloud and i feel like that's that's why people get excited about that future but i don't know that i've really heard anybody talk about that my friend yeah definitely i mean it, I, I think the the latency issue is an issue that will get sorted out eventually yeah it's yeah just, that's inevitable i, I think yeah, like I, I think maybe 10 to 15 years from now, you know, we're going to we're, we're going to look back on, you know, this age of when latency was cloud there with cloud gaming and just laugh at it because I think everything will be kind of, you know, solidified probably at that point where I hope we so. won't feel bad about playing, you know, fighting games on Google Stadia and then like missing all of our inputs because, you know, that that's the problem with playing fighting games on cloud. Yeah, services. but what, what excites me about this announcement again, they haven't to your point, they haven't delved too much into 
um, how far they're going to go into this or some of the benefits of it. One of the, one of the things that I thought about is the idea of like maybe leverage them with some of these cloud only experiences, maybe leveraging some of the power of the cloud um, to do stuff that they talked about, like with Crackdown 3, for example, when right. they talked about the idea of harnessing, you know, um, the, the computing power of a bunch of networked computers together to basically, you know, process a whole bunch of different like physics engines and stuff like that, like that, that normally wouldn't be able to exist in games outside of a cloud env- only environment. Um, so, uh, when, when they talk about stuff like this, like I'm, I'm thinking more in that mindset rather yeah. than, um, especially cause again, they specifically mentioned they would do cloud only things that, um, I, I really hope that they take advantage of that and maybe give us some stuff that maybe we can't see on console. Exactly. Maybe that's the future of it as well. So that has to be the future. I, I believe that that has to be the future. And, but the, the, the trouble is cloud gaming right now is trying to catch up to where the consoles are now. And like mm-hmm. the, the target is going to continuously move. Right. Like when we think about like the next Xbox or the next PlayStation is going to be a generational leap from from now. And so cloud gaming really has to pick up the pace here a little bit like they've got to they've got to pretty quickly start to match the console experience and then kind of go beyond that so that it can start to outpace the the console generation stuff. And that's a tall order, man. That doesn't happen by accident and that doesn't happen quickly, I don't think. So that's why this makes sense to me that they're dedicating this resource to it, because, yeah, you can't just you can't keep going at the same pace and think that we're going to get to any of those benefits or try to sell somebody ditch the box, go to streaming because right now it's just, that isn't there mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, next topic, Sean Forza horizon five is getting a new series six update that arrived with new cars, including the 1966 Oldsmobile tornado yeah! and the 2021 mini John Cooper works GP. Um, there's also going to be a bunch of uh, major online racing improvements and more other improvements include the limiter now being separate from the horizon open and a little bit easier to access a new standalone progression system for horizon open, including playground games, open racing, drifting and custom racing. So Sean, this is the type of update that I would love to see for Halo more yes. often than not with a, like a big content update that we just haven't seen with that game. Um, and I'm glad to see kind of Forza or Microsoft's putting, you know, more um, development time into Forza and giving it the updates that we, we need, especially because I think we talked about on the show last week or maybe two weeks ago about how we're kind of still waiting for the, you know, Forza expansions to be announced. Yes, at some DLC. Point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this, this type of thing really tides people over. But what do you think about this news? Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like this is funny. It just makes me think of Halo. And why can't we have something like this for Halo? Um, but I wanted to highlight it in the notes here as well, just because like, Sometimes it takes a little update like this to go, like, maybe I should get back to that. Like, just bringing Forza back up to the forefront. Um, I talked about on the PlayStation Drive a little bit about my experience with Gran Turismo. And just, like, I just, I gave that game to my brother. Like, he can have that game now. My racing game is Forza Horizon until the next Forza game. And I think that's just where I'm going to live. And the game is great. I, I've, I've, since Halo has come out and I kind of got distracted off of Forza to, to play Halo and then everything else ever since. It's like that game deserves more of my time. I love these updates. If anybody's really spent any time in Forza, like the the things that they're doing to the Eliminator, I think is great. The Eliminator is an awesome like little battle royale thing that they have in that. It's a really it's it's one of those game modes that you'll be surprised at how much time you kind of lose to it. You think I'll just do one Eliminator and oh maybe I'll just do one more and suddenly it's 4 hours later and yep. you've just been like chasing chasing the dragon on that one. So, yeah, like I just like that they this is the best Forza Horizon game that they've made. I think it's very very close with 3 and like I, you can almost like flip a coin at that point. Um but they're not done improving it. 
And I love to see that. So I want to check into this thing. I like that there's a, a Drift Club Horizon story. Um, and those things are really cool. Just just another element to it. You're not you're never doing the same thing twice in this game. And they keep yeah. adding to it. So, yeah, I know. I just wanted to hear you talk about the Oldsmobile Tornado. From of course, sixty six. Because you know yeah. me, I know all, all the things about the cars and mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the wheels and all those mm-hmm. transmissions and, yeah. the, and the fluids. Although I feel like I'm more into that now. Obviously, you know, coming off Gran Turismo, Sean, and spending so much time with that game because yeah. I, I know all the different car parts and stuff like that. And yeah, it's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, so I might I might fire that up, and that that will. Speaking of our backlog, a little bit later, it's like everything else can just wait because I'm going to go back to Forza Horizon Five and go back to Mexico. So that yeah. game is great. Yeah, nice. Well, Sean, this is a game that would normally not be up my alley, but I want to talk about it anyways, because I think this game actually looks pretty interesting. Bandai Namco has officially announced One Piece Odyssey, a new turn-based RPG based off the One Piece universe. It will be coming only to Xbox Series X and S sometime in 2022. It is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, but again, weirdly enough, not coming to Xbox One, but it's coming to PlayStation 4. It's coming to Series X and S only. Wow. I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're, they just couldn't get to run on Xbox One. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But but it's weird, though, because they because uh, I guess they couldn't made it make it like a one X exclusive or something like that. Like they'd ha- if they were developing it for one X, they'd have to develop it for Xbox One like base right. systems as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that's why they made the, ex- the executive decision to do this. But what I thought was interesting about this is that the the, the look of this RPG visually, it's actually looks really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of uh, basically taking kind of the, the one piece art style, but then um, putting it in kind of the tales of a rise engine. Yeah. Um, but then it's going to be turn based. So it's not an action RPG. Um, and I'm someone who's not like, super wild about one piece um but i like bandai namco's rpgs specifically um and the creator of one piece is actually going to be really hands-on with this project he said um because he designed some of the new characters that are going to be in this um as well as helped kind of oversee the new story as well that's going to be in this game in particular so i might actually check this one out yes for the for folks that have never seen one piece before i mean it's one of the most popular anime around it's an animation about pirates that can't swim that's oh. the <laughs> they're trying okay. they're trying to find this like big like uh treasure called the one piece but it's split into a thousand pieces and they, they it's one of the longest running animes of all time there there's over like two thousand episodes of the show yeah so it's real it's always a, animes are always they got the collectathons going you got your seven dragon balls you got, is it seven i think it's seven or it nine. is seven yeah nailed it uh yeah or these thousand pieces that is actually one piece all put together Th- this reminded me of that um that fighting game i think i saw these the, these characters in that fighting game that they just shut down oh uh, jump, jump force, force. Yeah. yeah they were yeah the one piece characters were in that game as yeah. well okay yeah. i'm glad you're highlighting this man because as you're kind of describing it i was watching the trailer here and it, it you're right it is absolutely gorgeous and people should check out the show notes and click on this click on this trailer because yeah like sometimes people might hear I don't know, anime or JRPGs or turn-based stuff and, and maybe like turn their nose up at it just based on maybe other experiences. But this looks, this looks really interesting, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not into uh, One Piece really at all. So it wasn't really registering until I just watched this and went like, I gotta, I gotta check this out, man. Looks yeah, awesome. Plus it's going to be a standalone story they said too. So I mean, 
uh, like you probably don't need to have watched the show before to probably get into it too. Yeah. So yeah, I might actually check this one out, especially too. I also wanted to highlight this as well, because this is just another example of Bandai Namco supporting Xbox, Xbox. in a big way. Like mm-hmm. this, this kind of been the theme this generation between Scarlet Nexus and Tales of Arise. Um, and now this, like, I think like we're they're they're kind of all in on getting their games on Xbox. And I think that's awesome to see. Uh, yeah. They're just cranking just, them out. We just don't see the, the same level of support from a lot of other Japanese companies. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. take it, man. That's awesome. You'll love to see it. Anytime Ben on Namco announces anything for Xbox, you better believe I'm going to be talking about it on this show. I'm glad you do. Who needs Zelda? We're going to have one yeah. piece of shit, <laughs> is I'm sure what everybody is saying. At, at least this one is actually coming out this year. We, this one actually might be a good grab for fantasy, mm. uh, for a fantasy draft as well, Sean. Wink, yeah. Wink. Yeah. I think you, um, oh, don't tell him. I got to do it before. It's fine. fine. Mr. Badbit doesn't listen to this show anyways. That's true. (laughs) We'll find out. We're going to find out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, going into the other side of the scale, Sean, (laughs) we got to talk about Godfall Ultimate Edition. We do coming to Xbox one and series X and S on April 7th. Okay. You do that. I'm going to drop Zelda from our fantasy. Yeah. I mean, we had to do it anyways. We bet. I mean, we could just, you know, throw one piece in there in that spot. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a bid right now. So, Godfall Ultimate Edition uh, was, of course, the PlayStation 5 launch title. It's an action RPG from Gearbox and uh, was not very reviewed very well. Um, and the main reason I wanted to bring it up here and, and highlight this was because if I didn't, Matt Sawinski would be kind of cross with me because we have a joke going over on the PlayStation drive where it's like uh, out of all of our PlayStation 5, you know, games, it's like the one that we kind of reference is like one of the the, the worst games on the console to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's certainly something. It's a game that exists and it's coming to Xbox. I'm also amazed, though, that this isn't coming to Game Pass Day and because this, this is supposed to be a live service game. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out a year later and it's not coming to Game Pass. So I don't know how many people are actually going to want to jump into godfall if it was like if it was on game pass i think you'd get a lot of eyes on it or a lot more eyes on it but yeah because you know because they're just doing a, a normal release on it i don't know if it, people are going to really but would know, it add it to game so you're right like it would be nice to just be able like for people who might want to give it a try but has the narrative already been cast on this game as exactly what you just said like not a really great game and then you tie it to game pass does it add to this this narrative about game pass of are yeah. you getting a bunch of bangers over here or are you getting kind of leftover stuff? So I actually think in this case, like it, it, it's too bad that 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 is a very understandable kind of uh, conversation that can happen. But it's like I actually kind of wish Game Pass leaned into that a little bit more of like it's not a 10 out of 10, but it's something that you might not want to pay full price for that you still yeah. might want to give a try for like. I don't know. I it it's too it's too binary this conversation about Game Pass. It like everything's got to be amazing. It's like what there's value in not having to buy a game than just giving it a try and discovering that maybe because you didn't pay 60 to US dollars for this thing that you don't have the same expectations for it. This gets into like review conversations that we've always talked about about like what where are people's biases? Like when you buy a game, you're you're already biasing yourself a little bit. Because you're you're invested. You've spent the dollars. You almost want to convince yourself, I didn't waste my money. So that's a thing. And I, I think that there's something to be said about that with Game Pass games uh, for games that aren't 10 out of 10. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about Game Pass. In fact, again, a lot of games I play on Game Pass, I'm more willing to try out stuff that has poor review scales on scores on Game Pass because it is as easy as just downloading it. And totally. if you don't jive with it, you don't jive with it. But I've also found experiences on there where like, you know, even games that are in the 50 to 60 Metacritic rating 
like some of those games I actually really like a lot. Yeah. So um, especially again, if you play them on Game Pass, you don't really have the 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 the, the obligation to see it through to the end totally. if you're not enjoying it because you didn't buy it. So yep. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's why I wish thing. like stuff like this, more stuff like this would come to Game Pass that where the narrative is kind of soured on it, um, yeah. because that might actually turn some people around on, on a game like this. Totally. OK, so how many months until it comes to Game Pass, Ryan? <laughs> if not day one. That's what I say. Six months? Be there yeah. In six months. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good guess. All right. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. Um, Sean, I'm going to get to your question in a little bit. I yeah, you, you skip me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Court Lalonde at Court Lalonde who asks, and, and also these two questions are kind of related. So I think we'll kind of go through them and then I'll have a discussion about this. Sure. So Court asks, do you feel PlayStation Plus is a direct competitor to Game Pass? Also, how are you today, Brian? I know it's some bad weather outside. <laughs> I mean, the weather is just, you know, raining cats and dogs, Court. I don't is know it really? Yeah, it is actually raining here in Toronto. But it's supposed to let up at around, you know, around three o'clock. So. Oh, good. It washes so, so. away the winter, the, the winter nastiness. You know, you need a little rain. Yeah. Yep. But as you can see, Sean, there's a cold front coming in this way. <laughs> um, and then, but we've got like a nice warm front coming from the south. Yeah. So hopefully it won't create any tornadoes. But yep. no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I think that's how that works. I'm doing okay, Court. Again, a little tired from the movie. You can probably sense it from, you know, me being a little less energetic today. But uh Speaking of this question, we should all also bring in Trucker Sloth via the Discord who asks, with PlayStation announcing their new service, do you think it's a mistake for them not to have day one releases with their top titles? Do you think that at a later date, they'll start doing this the same as Xbox and having day and date releases? So all in all, Sean, both these questions together. What do we think about PlayStation's new PlayStation Plus game pass competitor service if it, first of all is it even a game pass competitor what do you think yeah i mean they kind of occupy similar spaces and i i think people overuse terms like is it a competitor in that i think what people generally mean is does it trounce game pass like i think <laughs> in a, in the truest sense of the term competitor yes of course it is it's going to be it's a subscription-based service that you can get access to games and it is competing for a similar spot of your wallet if that makes sense mm-hmm. um are they one-to-one apple-to-apple compare comparable like obviously not the day the day and date stuff is a is a huge difference um but the libraries are also different like there's always going to be nuances and things to this that separate and make the offerings unique that's what business is all about that's what consumerism is all about is going like ours is different and you don't want to have an exact carbon copy of something else uh because there's different strengths to be leveraged over there and for playstation the strength is their their position in the marketplace they are just crushing with sales the number of people who play PlayStation all the time. And so they're leveraging that. And also their their back catalog, their, their backwards compatibility library um, is something that they're leveraging as well. They don't have to do day and date. So I don't think it's a mistake for them. I think they're going to generate a huge amount of revenue from this. And they don't have to throw the entire kitchen sink at it. I don't blame them for that at all. What I'm going to be curious to see, though, is what the uptick on this is. Mm-hmm. Mr. Babbitt and I, Mr. Babbitt from the, the Trophy Room podcast, him and I recorded uh, an exclusive episode of the Console War Room that is available to $3 plus patrons over at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And we talked about this a little bit over there. It's just they don't they did exactly the bare minimum that they need to do. And I'm not going to lie to you, Ryan. I'm probably buying the most expensive package. Yep. I'm probably yep. all in at $120 US, whatever it is, $150 for the year. Like because what I expressed to Joe and I'll say it here as well is that. I'm already in for 60 bucks a year. 
with, with PlayStation. Like they've already got me with PlayStation plus. And mm. I like that they've kept the PlayStation plus name and moniker. And that, that this is just an evolution of that. I didn't want another like PS plus and then PS now, and then PS something else. Like, no, I actually think that PlayStation plus has a lot of cachet, um, that they've built up over the years. The free games you get have continuously been great and continuously trounce what you get with games with gold. I think the PlayStation plus collection for PS five people is awesome. It's like this yep. incredible collection of games. They don't need to go too far more than that. So the only thing that I think that they are missing at this point that could be a mistake is I just wanted to see more examples of the games that people can expect to get. And mm-hmm. the the only out I get PlayStation on that is that I can't buy it yet. So they yep. can still wait. They can still wait for that announcement to uh, when I can start handing over my money, they can start telling me which games are there. So they just na- announced you get games and this is how much you can shell over to us. And I, I don't like that messaging. I think that's yeah. that speaks to their position in the marketplace that they can just go like, you'll you'll buy it. And I did. Yeah. And I am. I am going to well, buy it. like I'm kind of all in. Just to, just to throw it out there, Sean, they did mention in the press release that a couple places, a couple games, games will be yeah, like which Returnal. are good games. Returnal, yeah. totally. The, the Spider Man Miles Morales mm-hmm. is going to be there too. Yeah, some other ones. So yeah, good games are going to be in there for and sure. And I just mean but on yeah. the backwards compatibility stuff. And also, exactly. where is Vita? Like, yeah. <laughs> and well, also, where's Vita? VR? What the about- problem with Vita is like half those games require a touchscreen. So they can't really mm. do them on the, the, I mean, that's why, like, cause I'm someone who actually owns the Vita TV, Sean, and, yep. which is the, um, like the, the TV version of the PlayStation Vita, yep. um, that doesn't support any touchscreen games. So you're losing like half the library on it. It's still a great device. But, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, you couldn't it's even do like Uncharted. Yeah, no, you can't even get through those parts cause they yeah. didn't patch it. So that's the problem with Vita stuff. And that's why I don't anticipate they do. Vita, which is too bad because the Vita's got a great bad. library. Yeah. Um, but PSP games, I think are going to look great. And then mm-hmm. uh, PS1 and PS2 are, are going to be awesome as well. So I'm with you. I'm actually, I'm pretty, like, I'm 99% confident I'll probably also get the highest tier. Yeah. And just, you know, subscribe for the year um, mm-hmm. because I'm going to want the play. I know whatever games they put on there from PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PSP, I know I'm going to want to play. So, totally. Because I, I'm the, I'm totally that that person. Like, I'm the the de- target gra- demographic. They're going with this. Yep. With this. But, yeah, to Trucker Sloth's comment, I, I think that um, I, I don't know if it's a direct competitor per se, but it is, to your point, John, definitely, a, like, go, vying for that same space for your dollar, essentially. It's, it's, it's just the, the difference between something like Amazon Prime and Netflix were that both of you both are subscription mm. services that are offering you games in the yep. same way that both Amazon prime and Netflix are offering you movies. They just have different libraries. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's cool. how I look at it. Well said but, for sure. Yeah. And this all, even though they said no first party games are going to be day and date. I wouldn't be surprised, Sean, if they work out deals with third parties to have some, some third party stuff come day and date. Um, we already saw the experimentation with that with uh, Shadow Warrior 3 yep. coming to PlayStation Plus day one. Um, so Was it I Plus or met- now? Oh, oh, yeah. PlayStation now. Sorry. You're right. Well, Thank that's going away anyway. Me. So I guess it doesn't doesn't really matter. I mean, it's all going to be PlayStation Plus now anyway. So it all makes sense. Well, so. And one of the reasons I'm so quick to say I'm going to jump in on this is because I was already in on EA Origin, like what is now EA Play. Like, I feel like this mm-hmm. is a lot like that, where you have like a vault that after a certain yeah. period of time, great games are going to come to be available to you through this new PlayStation Plus membership. And um, I don't do a PlayStation show, so I don't have to play everything brand new. I can just go like whatever's new to the 
to quote unquote to the vault um, with PlayStation Plus, and I could be totally fine there. Like eventually, I'm sure Ghost of Tsushima will be added to that, and that'll be great. Yep. That'll be perfect timing for me. So not everybody needs to play everything day and date. And these, th- this, I think that part is being missed in this whole conversation. We do get caught up in Xbox Land. I do want to play day and date stuff, like because I want to be, I want to play the things that are brand new. But PlayStation is my primary console, actually. So. Mm-hmm whatever that whatever you can pull out of that is is kind of interesting like is this a product that speaks to people who are hard the hardcore playstation gamers i i wonder like because i do think that it is the most hardcore people who will end up buying this but does it service them in the way that as good a way as the the hardcore being served in in xbox and i don't think anything in that case not necessarily yeah i'm gonna agree it's with you for sure because again the biggest appeal for the hardcore it would be the day and date yeah first party releases um, which again, we just don't get that often on Xbox anyways, but it's still the most appealing feature of that service. But that back and sure. pad is, is damn near close though, man. Especially if you've been in with PlayStation for a long time and you have an appreciation for that library. Yeah. yeah. You don't get the day and date stuff, but that back and pad, that, that backwards library, the, the, the old library is pretty good. Yeah. Like, and that well, is, that especially if they clean up some of the games a little bit, um, in particular, like the PS one and PS two games, it'll be interesting to see how those bring, they bring those over. Cause like the PS two games on PlayStation four are, they, they're kind of blurry. They're not yeah. like the best kind of conversions of those games. Yeah. Um. And and we still and I'm interested to see what they do with PS One, especially because the PS One and conversion on P- PlayStation Three is actually really good. Mm. So I, I'm curious to to see if it's going to be similar or if they're going to do something different with it. But yeah. I guess we'll see. But that's that's all the PlayStation stuff. Well, no, Matt, yeah. Matt and I will probably talk about it more. On we the have show a PlayStation tomorrow. show. Yeah. Um. But Sean, before we go, you want to talk about backlogs, right? Yeah, do we have time to talk a little bit about backlogs? Yeah, I felt got, like, got, you know, there wasn't, five, wasn't a whole lot going on uh, this week. So I just thought, like, I wrote in a question, Ryan Turford. I, I wondered if we should talk about backlogs. And there's been a lot of games that have been coming out over, over the last few months. And I just wondered, like, what your take is on it. I feel like you and I come at this a little bit differently. Number one, I mm-hmm. think you're able to get through more games. So I don't know that your backlog really ever piles up in the way that mine does. And eventually, I kind of have to do the regretful thing where I just go, they're gone. I'm never getting back to it. Kane and Lynch is my example of this game that I just really, I still have it in the packaging, the 360 game. I, <laughs> I wanted course. to get to that game and I still have not gotten to it, man. Um, but for whatever reason, it, it's still in my mind. And yeah, over the last couple of months, uh, a lot of games have come out. I was playing a lot of Horizon. I am now playing uh, Kirby as well. So I'm looking back to things that I missed and went like, do I just move on from them or should I go back to it? What's your take on where you're at with your backlog? So, First of all, I'm not the type of person that usually ends up with much of a backlog because right. I usually just I usually just play what I want. And and I mean, there's still lots of games out there that I'm like, yeah, I, I could I really do want to play this at some point. Yeah. Um, but I never really add it to an official backlog or anything like that or, or do mm. that type of thing. But yeah. now that I, now that the last couple months I've been, you know, super busy with, you know, preparing for the move and a whole bunch of stuff at work has been going on um, and now that I'm finally kind of coming out of that. Um, I've actually built up quite a big backlog right. where a lot of games that came out in March, I literally haven't touched. Again, the three games, for example, that came out on the 25th, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Tiny Tina, and Kirby. I haven't played any <laughs> of those Seriously. Dude, you just named three games that came out on one day, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let alone all the smaller Game Pass stuff. Yeah. Let alone some games in February. I mean, Sean, I still haven't really played Horizon yet. So it's just like, there's so much it. stuff <laughs> that I... I'm just I'm just using that as a big example, right? So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of games out there that I this year in particular that I just haven't gotten to. Um, but I think I'm gonna be making up for lost time over the next, you know, 
uh, month or two. Although I, I know we're, we're going to be kind of busy over the next week or two, kind of getting ready for Yumi Capri Day. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's that. But mm-hmm. uh, when we're beyond that, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have lots of time for games. So I should be able to get through a lot of my backlog stuff. Plus, the, we're, we're we're easing into a nice dip in games where like we do have some big games in April coming out. I'm Not very excited really. To, well, for me personally. Yeah. Um, we got the Chrono Cross remaster, which I'm excited to replay. Sure. Um, we've got the, the Lego Star Wars. Sentinels. Yeah. Lego Star, Star Wars. 13 Essentials is coming to Switch and I'm probably going to replay that. Um, and then uh, there's uh, some other little stuff. Switch um, Sports. Yeah. But yeah, switch sports. But then in in May, it's also a really quiet month. So I think two quiet months is is really going to help me kind of catch up on a lot of these. Good point. You know, March and February releases. Yeah, so. it is interesting. We're we're up upon April at this point, and like that, whatever is on the list here is like that's pretty much what's coming out. Like I don't anticipate any new surprises, and probably the same for May. June is really when we kind of expect maybe another blast of news for the the back half of the year, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's such a, a heavily loaded front part of the year here that I, I kind of just wanted to do a bit of a recap. Like I I bought Destiny. I played like the expansion for Destiny. I played it for a couple hours tops and I mm-hmm. need to get back to that. I didn't even buy Elden Ring or Dying Light 2 and both of those games are, I want to play them. I was really excited about Dying Light 2 and it was just a matter of, everything else that was happening. Um, Pokemon Arceus, I didn't get around to, like, I I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Like, like what, what am I actually supposed to do aside from quit my job, quit my family, you know, at least for a week or so. <laughs> of course. And actually get around to this stuff. But when I think about, like, games like Regretful Misses, um, Dying Light 2 is almost at the top of that list, to be honest with you. I know that it didn't, like, really re- review insanely well but i was excited about it and i i worry that if i wait much longer that i will totally miss it you know yeah i mean the thing is with that game in particular from what i heard there was a lot of performance issues especially on console though that were being ironed out so in a way it's probably better that you didn't play it when it came out most of the time that's the case yeah which reminds me of cyberpunk i still got to get back to cyberpunk as well which didn't necessarily launch um in this time period but um it got its update of course and you just mentioned Tiny Tina's. That's the game that I'm I'm seeing yeah. our good friend Ed Placencia over at twitch.tv slash Ed Placencia. Uh, he's, he's loving that game. It looks like it's just the spirit of Borderlands and the weapons and everything. The style of it is all there. And I, I, I want to get in on that, man. There's too many, but yeah. you've actually made me feel better. I have to thank you. You've made me feel better about this whole situation because you're right. April and May, nothing too, too crazy. I do want to yeah. dive into Lego Star Wars. That's probably my big get over the next two months overall yeah i wouldn't worry about it and the other thing too is that i'll always say and this is always my mo when it comes to games and, and my my uh play style is just i i like to play what i want and i just encourage you to kind of do the same where it's like i want to play, play everything like though can't you tell you don't i'm just saying you don't <laughs> do have do to that? play everything all the time because actually the reason I'm, I'm able to plow through games pretty quickly sean is that i usually focus on games with like a laser scope that's true I'm only playing that one game until it's finished and i'm yeah. not playing anything else like I, I find that that really helps me um finish finish games a lot quicker that way yeah. rather than bouncing between them because then i'm not forgetting little things or um like i, I i'm more consistent with the, the gameplay controls and stuff like that but anyways john we gotta get going before we go sean plugs go that's the end well i had i had fun chatting with you man i'm glad your move is going well people can find me on twitter and on twitch at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And if you like the show even just a little bit, you can be cool like Nagachaka and go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Very nice, my friend. That's where you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Yumi Capri, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Yumi Capri, and on podcast services around the globe. So, 
For Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 233 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Everybody should go to youtube.com slash Capri and watch the very end of this episode because I'm doing the victory dance that Dawson does in Street Fighter 2 when he when he wins and he kind of shakes his arm side to side and he does it a little kind of squat thing. Bob! The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the more than 70 patrons who support us each and every month with a special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can join me and the rest of the Phoenix Overdrive team at extra-life.org and raise money for the kids. And Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on this show and the Nintendo Drive. You can download his latest album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, Tony Baker, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the tier that works for you.